Hi, and welcome to SolveCast, your source for answers to questions that matter most to you. I'm Connor McKnight, and my guest today is Rich Kleiman, head of U.S. Research and Strategy at LaSalle Investment Management. Rich, thanks so much for being on SolveCast today to talk about issues surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic and retail disruption. Could you could you briefly share a bit of how your work in investment management kind of dovetails and intersects with what retailers and landlords are facing right now? Yeah, so LaSalle is one of many uh, owners of retail properties across the country. Um, you know, REITs own a lot of retail, uh, real estate investment trusts, as well as LaSalle as a private institutional real estate investment manager owns a variety of retail properties. And, you know, for anyone who's out there, you know, you know, whether it was in March, April, or even today, you know, the lives of retailers have been pretty fundamentally disrupted by what's going on, you know, restrictions on who can get in there, restrictions on how you can dine, restrictions on what you could do in these places. That impacts their business and then impacts their ability to pay rent, which impacts uh, us and others as um, landlords. What specifically are issues that retailers are running into as they try and square things, like you've mentioned, with decreased profits and their landlords? Yeah, you know, the number one thing is just if they're closed, they're not generating sales, they're not generating revenues. Those revenues are used to pay the landlord the rent as well as to pay the other things associated with their business that are relatively fixed costs. So, you know, paying their share of the taxes, paying their utility bill. Um, you know, if they don't have money coming in to meet those obligations, uh, they need help to survive. And, you know, if this was just one tenant who was struggling, um, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Hey, your business isn't working. Um, you know, you need to leave and find someone else who can uh, operate in this space successfully. But when it's mandated by the state, when it's coming from the top down, uh, when it's such a widespread thing, it creates a different dynamic between the tenant and the landlord. Who's working on solutions for the widespread issue as you've kind of downloaded here? You've, you've got a state mandate, right? And I would assume that not all landlords want to treat every single retailer the same. And yet that's kind of been the solution presented to them by larger entities. Well, you know, I would say that the headlines um, might be a bit misleading on that front. I think that every landlord, every investor, every investment management firm um, has a team of people who have been working, you know, tirelessly to have those conversations with their tenants about, you know, what their situation is. How much sales are you able to generate? Are you able to pay the rent? Um, you know, almost all of the shopping centers in the U.S., or, or I'd say maybe not almost all, but many, uh, if not most of the shopping centers are owned by, you know, whether it's a REIT or a private institutional uh, investment firm. And those firms have uh, a fiduciary responsibility to their investors. And that means they need to do what is in the best interests of their investors. Now, that doesn't mean they need to make sure they collect every dime of rent every second but they also need to make sure that they're not giving away things to the tenants because their interest is not in protecting the tenant above the interest of the investors, but often protecting the tenant is in the interest of the investors. And a lot of the conversations are about finding flexibility that goes beyond what might've been the signed lease agreement to enable ways of the tenant surviving through this period 
so that you can have a thriving, successful center again as we get through this COVID-19 pandemic. Are we seeing solutions being presented in that flexibility you talked about, or are we perhaps seeing more of a, a can kicking down the road here and perhaps more problems cropping up as the pandemic really kind of continues in, in whatever way it will? You know, those may not be mutually exclusive. I think there is a big search for solutions. One of the solutions is to simply kick the can down the road and say, you know, don't pay your rent this month, but pay us back in 2021 with a view that things will be better in 2021. Now, that may not be the case. We don't know. Um, but you need to operate, you know, deal with today and then you'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow at some level. Um, but there are barriers to finding those solutions sometimes um, where, you know, sometimes the landlord is constrained in their ability to restructure leases by their, um, by their lender. If you borrow money to finance a property, uh, those lenders have an interest in making sure that you as a landlord aren't simply tearing up leases and, you know, destroying the cash flow. So you need to then have a conversation with another person. And that other person being the bank or the lender or the insurance company, whoever's lending you money. And so that's another level where you need that flexibility. You need that conversation. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes those, if there's someone to answer the phone, just like as a landlord, if there's someone to answer the phone at a re, at an investment manager and they can work with a tenant, you can end up with a pretty good solution, assuming you have a confidence that that business is going to be able to, operate, survive, thrive in the, in the post-pandemic time period. But ultimately, if you're going to say, you know, we want you in this center after this passes, you're giving a vote of confidence to that retailer that their business is going to come back. And retailers might have different takes on that. Some of them might say, you know what, this is hard, you know, and, and this is fundamentally destroying our business. Like, you know, there's a lot of disruption going on in relation to e-commerce and people buying goods, not through stores, but online. And if a retailer feels like that's a permanent change and people are going to get their goods, not through that store in the future, but through other channels, they might say, you know, we're not going to make it into that post-pandemic period. Um, you know, other retailers, I think, would have a much more optimistic view about what happens. I think, you know, myself and I think many others feel like, hey, I'm not eating out during this period. I'm not going to restaurants during this period. But when it's safe again, I look forward to being able to do that again. So if you're that type of retailer, you might say, hey, listen, I really just need to get through to when people feel safe again. It sounds like that the at least best working solutions that businesses and landlords have found so far is to work on an individual basis and on an individual agreement basis, would you characterize that as some of the most successful solutions we've seen in the past four or five months? Yeah, it, it really is about having conversations with those tenants, finding flexibility to work with them through this extraordinary period, finding solutions that are kind of enabling a center, enabling the investment to operate in the best way possible through this period and for the long term. You know, it's really not in a landlord's interest to have every tenant kicked out and then you have to rebuild an entire tenant base. So, you know, it's about finding flexibility. Now, there are cases where a landlord might actually want a tenant out and this then becomes an opportunity for that. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal recently 
about how one of the best malls in the country in Miami was trying to remove Saks Fifth Avenue for non-payment of rent. And I would wager to guess that um, that tenant is paying a low rent and that landlord feels like they have other options for what to do with that space. Now, that is not, I'd say, the norm, but that is the story that gets the headline in the newspaper. It's the eviction. It's the, we want to remove that tenant. What doesn't get the headline is, you know, hey, Joe's Pizza Place has had their business down. We think they're going to come back. Let's work with them to survive this period. That doesn't grab headlines. There's not news stories about it. But I think there are a lot of solutions being worked out on a very micro level every day in the retail landscape. Rich, really appreciate the insight and the perspective. Thanks so much for your time here on Solvecast today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Connor.